TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Well, it's been quite, quite a week, week. <laughs> you know. The difference between Theo and what Kevin Warren can do. It's a huge difference because you can't just reinvest that money into players. Is not allowed. The non McCaskiness, the non insular nature of this. Then you go next level, and we think about Kevin Warren specifically. And he appears to have, and by a lot of reports, has those kind of special qualities that a, a great leader does have. And I've seen this, and I have felt this in some ways, and I feel like you do not have either an appreciation for truly great leadership or have not seen its benefit. Who's the example of the NFL organization that is super healthy because of their president? I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah. It's a glorified office manager. It's an office manager with a little bit more power. They got redundant upper management. Leads off after kick. Joe Banner has been a president of NFL team. How do you work with football people and vice versa? When I used to interview people as prison egos, I would start the interview by saying, listen, I want you to know how seriously I'm taking this because I literally consider the most important thing I do is get to decide who works here and who doesn't. I view Kevin as somebody that has a track record of doing a good job in hiring, and I think that's the single most important thing you do. I thought Ryan Pace would do a good job when I hired him. Now, I don't mean this to disparage anybody, but I changed my mind when he stopped using Cliff Stein as his cap guy and lead contract guy because I literally think Cliff is the best at that job in the entire league. And there are things like that that Kevin knows really well and you know may have philosophies about that could actually make them better and he should be engaged in those conversations. Shane's bourbon and a buddy conversation with White Sox manager Pedro Grifol Yes. Is legit great. That is a likable dude. People think I'm bored as hell and uh, it's not that I'm boring but it, this game beats you down for eight months. I just like to be around my family. I, I know you do, but but let's say your family doesn't exist. Let's say you never met your family, and this is before baseball, and you had another option. What would the other option be? Oh, I, I go to I I find myself at the University of Miami watching basketball games. That's respectable, and it, it, and it shows me that you're the right guy for this job. But we got to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> Shane just disgusted at Pedro Grafal's interest. How dare you like sports? Yeah. How dare you, sir? Bulls are in Paris. I wish I was there. Oui, je parle français si tu veux, mais les personnes qui est tendues à Chicago ne comprennent pas de rien de qu'est fait dire dire. Okay then. How do you say onions, baby onions, in French? Onion, baby onions. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Chuck Malmo, you a yes and guy. 
here. He's just he's just ending these anecdotes with okay. Okay then. Croissant. A croissant. I had a chocolate croissant today that was delicious. Okay. Oh, oh man. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, we call today Feel Good Friday, so I'm trying to stick to that, you know? <laughs> I like it, I like it. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Friday, baby. Afternoons on the score. Getting ready for a weekend of football. Oh, yeah, four great games. I know, Shane, I know, I know. You're the executive producer of the afternoon show on 670 The Score Sports Station. But uh, I'll be watching football this weekend. It's a bit. I'm watching it. So so many of us will be watching. So many of us will be watching. And Shane will be watching, too, even if it's on his phone, as he catches up on essential Scorsese movies and others over the course of the weekend. My mediocre job here at 670 (laughs) The Score, I don't like the job that much. Come on, dude. What the hell? The only thing is, you just said it to uh, nobody, nobody important, just the White Sox manager. That's all. He doesn't know. Um, By the way, that White Sox manager will be on Inside the Clubhouse tomorrow morning with Bruce Levine and David Haw, as will Pete Crow Armstrong, the uh, Cubs top prospect. Even if he's not number one, he's one of their top prospects. But that's that should be a great listen, as it always is, Saturday morning inside the clubhouse. Check it out. That's great. Um, 9.30 for PCA, 10 for Pedro Grifol. Awesome. That's, that's an awesome guest list. Uh, so I, get, I do get why a lot of people say this is the best football weekend of the year, because you get four primetime games, basically four island games. And to make it to this weekend, you either have to have gotten a bye, so been the best team in your conference of the regular season, right? Eagles and Chiefs, or won a playoff game. Fairly obvious statement, but I, it, it's a it's a reasonable argument. Mm-hmm. You get the NFL on two days, and every team earned its way here by either winning a playoff game or a bye. So I get so but not even debating whether or not it's your favorite football weekend or not. It's another Saturday also with action. Two games Saturday, two games Sunday. It's easy to forget how regularly they do that once the playoffs hit. It feels fun. Once college goes away. And and there are a couple of, you know, touchdown plus spreads. The the Eagles are a seven and a half point favorite over the Giants and the Chiefs are an eight and a half, nine point favorite over the Jaguars. The other two games, uh, Bills are, I think this would maybe surprise some people, uh, they're a five-and-a-half-point favorite over the Bengals. Is it still that home field is like a three-point give? It's less than that now. Is it less than it, that now? It, it's it's less than that. It's it's different depending on the place. Like, Should, all, I, ask, all, should I ask Andrew Filipponi? He does this parlay of the day thing. He's very talented. That sounded like you know just, he really knows what he's talking about. Just subscribe about. to First and Pod. We, okay. co- we cover it all. Okay. okay. One ST ampersand pod. Okay. Uh, available wherever you get your podcast and sometimes on the Odyssey app. <laughs> uh, so you can we, we cover the games. <laughs> but, I, but anyway, so it's not three points anymore as a gift for home yeah not it, it, it it's something but maybe it's one and a half two depending on the the team regardless but ba- offenses have gotten so good at the non-verbal communication and the- offenses have just gotten so good in general that the crowd noise does not seem to have as much of an impact on disrupting offenses as it once did. All right, so Bills, a five-and-a-half-point favorite in Buffalo as one of the non-huge spreads. And then the Chiefs, a three-and-a-half, or the, excuse me, the the, the Niners, a three-and-a-half-point favorite over, over Dallas. So I obviously can go any direction, but you said earlier you want to talk Brock Purdy. That's the, that's probably the marquee game. They put, they put Niners-Cowboys, 80s, 90s nostalgia. They put that in the Sunday night, 530 uh, yeah. Central time slot. That, that game's going to do a massive rating. You said you want to talk Brock Purdy earlier. I think he's for real. 
How are you defining for real? I think that he is not merely a product of the 49ers system and their weaponry. I asked the question earlier to Dave Wanstead, asked the question on Monday to my buddy Mark Willard, who covers the Niners and others for San Francisco's um, Odyssey radio station. What percentage is Brock Purdy? What percentage is you know, uh, Kyle Shanahan's system and the weapons? And that's obviously a tremendous amount of it. But he put it at over 50 that it's over 50 Brock Purdy. And that's what I feel like when I watch it. But the more that I read about it, the numbers is one thing. Like, he's the highest rated rookie quarterback in terms of overall efficiency. The best ever for a rookie with 50 or more pass attempts is Brock Purdy on the course of the year. If you'd rather not use quarterback rating, you'd rather use passer rating index, you could do that, which adjusts for player era. He's still number one, beating out Dan Marino in both of those. So there's that in there. But some of the anecdotes from the uh, from the players who said, even when he was just running scout team earlier in the year and he had three or four plays to make an impact or make a pass, they'd be like, damn, look at that. Like he made the most of those minuscule reps early in the year, every step of the way. And the thing that I've met, that matters the most to me is like poise and pocket presence. And he has shown it during the games and his teammates fully believe in those kind of ethereal abstract things, which are the most difficult thing to scout. So it's sort of understandable that those things might be great while it, while he was drafted so late. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an incredible story to, to me. Like I've been talking about it on the podcast that, uh, it, it probably will not be as improbable as Kurt Warner. I mean, the guy was bagging groceries, right? And he goes over and greatest show on turf, wins the Super Bowl. Arena League success in uh, between. Right. But it is certainly would be more improbable than Nick Foles as a backup quarterback winning Super Bowl MVP. To be the last pick in the draft and then win the Super Bowl as a rookie, Super Bowl MVP potentially if you're the winning quarterback on the winning team. It's Totally in play. And how about to be chosen as the quarterback for a franchise that healthy and a team that good, say, for next year, as opposed to the injured Trey Lance who's sitting right there and for you. That you traded all of those draft yes. picks to, to move up and get. And, yes. I, and I think that that they likely won't commit to. I don't – I mean, even if they win the Super Bowl, <laughs> they'll, they'll say that's a conversation for another day. Brock Purdy's been amazing. And then they'll just go in the next year and let those guys battle it out. I – because you gave up so much to get Trey Lance. Who cares, though? I you, they they shouldn't, but I don't think you need to commit to Brock Purdy, especially because you would want to have some value in Trey Lance as an asset to trade. And like, I I am I promise you, I'm very interested in that conversation. But I want to see this play out, man. Like, I'm not convinced that Dallas has the better quarterback. Like, and, and Dak just played the best game I've ever seen him play. I, I was going to say, Dak, you've been a notorious Dak, doubter. I don't want to say hater, doubter. Dak doubter. Yeah. You've been a Dak doubter for a long time, and he's making a lot of money. And you're not alone, by the way. I know lots of Cowboys fans who are Dak doubters, but he showed up after a rough first couple of drives. He was brilliant. It was the best game I've ever seen him play. He was completely locked in after the first three and out. He was amazing and efficient and making plays and crazy accurate. He was awesome. The Brock Purdy thing is crazy, though. It's seven straight games with two or more touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. So not, and he's got a couple of touchdown runs in there. But in the regular season, um, his numbers are basically identical to Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo completed sixty seven point two percent of his passes. Brock Purdy completed sixty seven point one percent of his passes. Uh, 
passer rating for Jimmy G was 103.0. Brock Purdy was 107.3. The difference is the down-the-field shots, right? I remember I had the stat that he had completed more down-the-fields, outside-the-numbers passes for touchdowns in one half than Jimmy had in the last three years. Yeah, so there there were more big plays in that area of the field, but the yards per completion are also very similar. Are they? Yeah, and only four interceptions for each guy. So, like, I... The, I think the system is undeniably awesome. For sure. But we did see Nick Mullins, you know. Not, not be this not, good. Not this year, but like in this system. And he was not good. So it's not anybody. Like we were, like one of the things that was being debated was like in Miami this year. Well, is it Tua or is it the system? And I was like, it's the system. And then we saw Teddy Bridgewater and Skylar Thompson. And Skylar Thompson had a good game against Buffalo. But like Tua was much better than those other guys. So. It, it might be that the system is so good, but you have to have like a certain level to at least ascertain some of it. It's the right skill set to fit in the system. I think that San Francisco has shown a really good ability to scout that skill set. And even yeah. in their throwaway pick of a seventh round draft pick, they scouted a guy who has the things that help their help fit their system. I think that's exactly, I think it's very well said. And the Dak obviously has like, better pedigree but he also was a fourth round pick it's not it, it's not you know he's been in the league and he's produced and he's had one very good regular season but god that's gonna be a fun game that's sunday what 5 30 central 5 30 central but dak dak led the league in interceptions this year i'm looking forward to watching that one it's possible that i'll be in a swimming pool i mean just just to let you know oh yeah good for i'll you. be in a swim up bar in mexico watching that game it's entirely possible yeah i'm so love you guys love your show for... and i want you to have a good weekend and a great show on monday yeah hey uh shut up yeah <laughs> thanks <laughs> a lot jeff right thanks jeff yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's a sweet callback. Was Wani calling me Jeff? Or was the idea of Jeff Agrest on the mind or Jeff Joniak on the mind? Yeah, why didn't you guys follow up on that? That's a good question. We said we talked to him about Jeff Agrest at the start of yeah, the interview. But what the listener doesn't know is Jeff Joniak was here in the room with us in the break and Wani talked to Jeff Joniak <laughs> yeah. via the Q speaker. You know what I love most about hmm. that is the idea in the listener's mind that all Bears people are always just hanging around. <laughs> yeah, well, J- Jeff Joniak's <laughs> and my roommate. Named Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. But they're all just right here. When you I was a Leftwich kid, did a bad job this year. I'm trying to figure out. No, you could say what you want. I talk to people around the league. Okay, Jeff. I talk. <laughs> I'm sorry. I talk to people around the league. I'm sorry. I didn't even notice the. I'm sorry. So was there. he hyper fixated on Jeff Agrist, not including him in the list, or was he thinking about his conversation with Jeff Joniak? I think he was thinking about his, his conversation with Jeff Joniak. I think Me it too. was Agrest because nah. we talked about it live on the air. Okay, but see, I, I I might agree with you because Wani's a little <laughs> bit of a liar. I, I don't think people realize this. Oh, the last no, time no, his no. Face. Yes. He's, I, he's, I, I will. He, he is lovingly uh, forgetful in terms of who he's talking to. He calls me coach all the time. Okay, but but hold on. If it, it, two weeks ago, I can't remember if he, he was here. It was the last time he was here. He said that he's not on Twitter. The only time he sees things is when Jan says, hey, look what Shane cooked for dinner tonight. Scroll through Wani's likes. It's just every single one of my tweets. So he, he lies. <laughs> <laughs> he's a liar. Yeah. All right. You heard it here first. Shane Reardon saying he's a... Uh, Dave Wanstead. Dave, Dave Wanstead. No liar. liar. I think Dave Wanstead feels a level of comfort conversationally with a lot of people. Sure. And I think he feels that with us and forgets uh, who he might be talking to, but just knows the comfort. And that's good for us. It means he just tells stories and he just rolls. That's right.
Uh, Good morning, Bruce and, and Craig. Do you think Leftwich did a bad job this year? I'm trying to figure out. No, you could say what you want. I talked to people around the league. Okay, Jeff, I talked to, See, sorry, that's I talked to people around the league. No. That is Agress. No, that is Agress. It's not so? It's not me. That's that was great, I... Max. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yes, because he said in his answer about not being on Jeff Agress's list, he said, well, I mean, maybe he thinks that there are people more connected than me and informed than me <laughs> and study harder than me. And so then he's referencing, like, I talk to people around the league. You get that, Jeff? So I have an eventual Ford mm. Frick Award winner okay. in Tom Hamilton who calls me Max. Going great, Max. Thanks for having me. I've got an, a baseball Hall of Famer, one of the sweetest swinging lefties of all time, Billy Williams, who calls me Craig. Good morning, Bruce and Craig. And I've got a, a truly great... Um, NFL head coach and a Bears legend, a delightful man in Dave Wanstead who thinks I'm Jeff. You think Leftwich did a bad job this year? I'm trying to figure out. You, know, you could say what you want. I talked to people around the league. Okay, Jeff, I talked, I'm sorry, I talked to people around <laughs> no. the league. See, that <laughs> was, but, but the apology means that right. he didn't mean to call, he wasn't speaking to Jeff Ager. Yeah, no, no, you're right. He was speaking to Jeff Joniak and he realized I'm not Jeff Joniak at the last minute. I got to tell you, I never liked the name Matt. I never really Good. did. <laughs> There's several great options on the table here for you that you've already been assigned with. So. Including 18. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so. well, how about that irony that we made fun of you for a year for being 18 because it rubbed you such the wrong way. Yeah. And now here I am, 18, and, and thrilled. Yeah, 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 yeah. That little NR in parentheses oh. next to your name hits different. Yeah, it was good. It was, yeah. That's all right. Progress. Yeah. I made 18 on yeah. the list. I'm thrilled. <laughs> congratulations, 18. Congratulations. Thank yeah, you. congratulations. Thank you so much. <laughs> Absolutely thrilled. I miss him. <laughs> Billy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Well, if his Bill. bills if the bills go to the bowl, we right. gotta get him Super back. Super Bowl's right yeah. around the corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll talk to we'll yeah. talk either for the Bills being in the Super Bowl or for our uh Super Bowl pick segment the Friday before. We'll we'll talk to Fickner. I, I want to do a one on one with him about longest yard. <laughs> the movie that he won't address. Bourbon and a buddy. With Bill Fickner. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. He'd, he'd probably do it yeah, for you. Of course you. he would. Maybe. He's got time. Uh, what game other than that are, are you next most interested in? Uh, other than uh, Niners and Cowboys? Yes, sir. <sighs> I mean, it's got to be Buffalo and Cincinnati. My, my pick for the Super Bowl at the beginning of the playoffs was Bengals and Niners. And that's still my pick. I oh, really I don't like the Bengals right now, man. No, because well, they have to play on the road at Buffalo and then a neutral site, potentially. Oh, no, no, no. No, it'd be in Arrowhead. It'd be at Arrowhead. Yeah, so no, they got to go on the road for two. But they've And they've got three backup offensive linemen. That's they, more troubling. They, they ruled out both tackles today. I don't worry about the road matchup, um, but I do worry about the offensive linemen. And people are like, well, they won a playoff game where Burrow got sacked nine times. That's not a sustainable formula. No, and that was against the hurt. Titans, not against Josh Allen or Pat Mahomes on the road. No, nope, that's so, fair. So I just I I think they only had 240 yards of offense last week, and I know the Ravens' defense is much better than the Bills' defense. Bills allowed 31 points to um, to Skylar Thompson in Miami last week, but I just I think that this is just a tough spot for them with injury 
on the road, add in the emotional element of DeMar Hamlin likely being at that game mm-hmm. and everything that that's going to give them. I thought that Buffalo was pretty sloppy in that game against Miami. They got, yeah, they, they were. They got out, but they got out big, and then it seemed like they took their foot off the gas a little bit, like maybe took the Dolphins. I think they got grand- cocky. That, they, they, right. they, got, they got real cocky, and there's a reason to be cocky and, and, and or confident if you're Buffalo that you know you can score on anybody, you know you can drive the ball on everybody, but that doesn't mean – that you don't like try to eat away the clock and own it while you have a lead. So I was thinking, I, I, don't you think the narrative of the year is in part Josh Allen not quite being as great as he could because he gives the ball away with so many turnovers? Yeah, a lot of reckless plays. And I could see that being reckless and biting them in the butt on Sunday. See, I think it is more likely that this is a game where we get their A game because if they took the Dolphins for granted a little bit, because. They knew they were better than a division rival. And there's no two with Skylar Thompson, the whole thing. This is, oh man, we just played them two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Game got canceled, but they got out to a great start against us. We're yeah. up. Our guy almost died on the field. We didn't play a good game last week. We've got to lock in. It's almost like um, in the college football playoff when Georgia looked really sloppy in the semifinal against Ohio State. Against Ohio State. And then they revved ca- it up. And then they came out and like they like a- after the game, they had just won the college football playoff. All of their players are celebrating on the field and going insane. And Kirby Smart gives the interview and he was like, That was not good. He was just disgusted at like what he had just seen. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, Oh man, they they're gonna just get their ass kicked this week in practice and they're gonna come out of that national title game and just lay the absolute thumping on TCU and they hmm. did and so it just it feels like we're due for a Buffalo A game and, and, and the offensive line problem and 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 here's the thing since that playoff debacle in terms of the rule of Josh Allen not even getting a chance to get off the bench in overtime yeah. against Kansas City the whole year has theoretically and emotionally psychologically seeming like it's leading up to Bills Kansas City in the AFC title game and it's this close. I mean, I, I, I th- that that would be great. That would be great fun. And for anybody who doesn't know it hasn't had a chance to play out yet, they've changed that rule in the playoffs here. That's not going to be the case in a game this weekend or any other game. Team scores a touchdown on the first possession of overtime. Yes. Thankfully, in the playoffs at least now, the other team will get a shot to come down and match them, and then it would go to sudden death. So, I, I, it, 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 I mean, Buffalo, Kansas City happening would be great for the league. It, it would be. There's a wrinkle I want to talk about that game in the in the next segment uh, because it would be the neutral site game in Atlanta. Uh, quickly on the other two divisional round games, I think Philly blows out the Giants. Uh, they, it was 22-16 last week of the season. Hurts played, but he seemed to be hurt. He yeah. wasn't running a lot. They played with like four or five weeks left in the season. They won 48-22. I, I just, Giants have had a great season. Feels like if Hurts is healthy, it's coming to an end this week. I don't know if you disagree. No, not really. Uh, as long as Hurts is healthy enough. Um, I think the Giants have, I mean, that peak in Minnesota will be a wonderful thing for them to go out on. I mean, I, the Giants' season has been incredibly successful. They found their coach. They salvaged yep. their quarterback. They won a playoff game when they were supposed to be a bottom right. 10 team in it's the a league. Hu- it's a huge win for them and that fan base, for yeah. sure. And then Chiefs-Jaguars. I- Trevor Lawrence, 38-0 on Saturdays. It's a fun stat. 
Um, I expect it to now be 38 and one. Sure. I mean, that's a really cool stat. Thanks for sharing that with me. That's, you're welcome, Justin Steele. I mean, think about it. Trevor Lawrence at 38 and 0. I mean, what if he's just so damn special? That he scores more points than Kansas City. Well, then they that would, would win. be a win, right? <laughs> and they would win. Then <laughs> I got that checked out. That's that's how it works. Uh, I was thinking this: <laughs> Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence have been linked since the sixth grade. Yes. We talked, you know, eight weeks ago about like where they were at in terms of tradable assets. Lawrence has surpassed Justin Fields for sure. Lawrence, the quarterback. Lawrence, the quarterback, uh, not the host <laughs> not or the, the band or, or, or the street or the um, the back page superstar of the Sun Times or the city in Kansas. No, yeah, none of those. No, none of those. Uh, birthplace of my wife. Uh, but yeah, if Trevor, like Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, uh, the quarterback, the quarterback, obviously superior at this point to Justin Fields as a passer, and now on his resume he has division championship winning season third biggest playoff comeback in NFL history. Mm. So he also has a lot more pelts on the wall in the NFL as a winner and passer over fields. And if he goes into Arrowhead and wins this game, outrageous, he will then put himself into the Burrow Herbert Allen class. I think he's already in the Herbert class. Maybe. Maybe of like of but like the young stud quarterbacks that are disproportionately in the AFC who haven't won a Super Bowl yet. Like he'll be he'll be in that group. Yeah, yeah. You'll start to talk about him in the Burrow class. I think you can already talk about him in the Herbert class. I know Herbert's your guy. Yeah, he's done more and, statistically. And he, and, he just, and he just beat him. He just uh, beat him. Yeah, and he just beat him. And so yeah, but and if he wins this game, I think he definitively gets into to that grouping. So, uh, but yeah. So that was, that's my read on the games this weekend. But th- there's something that some people think is being floated around these NFL playoffs this weekend Ugh. that feels like a terrible idea. I completely agree. And get your questions in for one last thing. Uh, we'll end the week with your questions. It's Parker to speak on the score. Danny, rest in peace to one of my favorite musicians of all time, David Crosby. From Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young and the Birds and so much more. Known as a brilliant harmony singer, but... Almost. Also an angry man. Cut my hair. It happened just the other day. Gotten to sing this one a couple times. Just pure venom coming out of the man. Don't cut your hair, Danny. Let it grow out. Let your freak flag fly. Layla compliments in my hair the other day said I was I, letting it grow out. I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. A compliment from Layla to you. We're becoming a team around these parts. It's nice. That's what's happening. <laughs> the look of surprise on your face, Shane. Uh, oh, God. It's one of my guys. Speaks, one of the best. I saw David Crosby open for Jason Isbell at Red Rocks, and the last song that Crosby did was For Dead in Ohio, uh-huh. and Isbell came out and did it with him. Oh, wow, yeah. At Red Rocks. Like, one of the most religious experiences of my life, oh, besides wow, going bet. to church. D- Crosby sang the outro, right? That's his thing. Because yeah. Neil Young wrote it. CSNNY wrote it and recorded it in four days after the Kent State yep. massacre and put it out in four days. Yep. They, they did a he and he and Isbel and Isbel's band did a twelve minute version of it. Oh, it was yeah. insane. That's outstanding. That's yeah. a good one to jam on. And uh, yeah, and then Crosby singing that outro. That that's like this, but like just that that sound of pain and anger and and venom is is one of the. 
arrows that he had in his musical quiver. But crazy. Right. It, so, Danny, David Crosby uh, was a singer in a band. Sydney's dad. So sad. Why not put the bow on it, Danny? He went to hockey. <laughs> he went to guy hockey. Got, yeah, but, good. Uh, Related to okay. pass along our music songs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's okay. It's all right. We all come to it uh, from uh, different things. Who was the guy I the was other day? That song? Who was the guy the other day that you referenced that I was like, "Wow, hey." Oh, Mike Jones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not putting him on the same level because <laughs> he isn't. I mean, that's oh, uh, no. subjective. <laughs> yeah, I, I know more about Mike Jones. Yeah, you than, do. Than this uh, Bing Crosby fellow. Oh man, <laughs> I'm Bing. kidding. Crosby. Don't do that. <sighs> I'm kidding. Truth be told, David Crosby's great greatest skill was as a harmony singer. You know, you know that thing because you and I have it every once in a while in, a, in terms of a talking sense, and we have it a lot actually, where we become like sort of a, a, a another thing. It's not just you. It's not just me. We become a separate thing. It's like a new and pristine, perfect thing. Ah, yes. Yeah, he say he did that with harmony singing with any number of people. Made absolute magic singing harmony, and I, I value that above many, many skills in the artistic universe. And he was maybe the king of harmony, which is a pretty damn good thing to go out on. Well, R.I.P. What should I? What he should stole I? your nickname, Danny, the King of Harmony. It's <laughs> <laughs> my specialty. Uh, oh man. <sighs> well, yeah. What? So uh, what? What? If I wanted to, you know, listen to a few things on the way home to really fully appreciate, what? What, what should I listen to? Um, I'm sure there's a ton of playlists out there now, but Deja Vu, Guinevere, his Crosby, Stills and Nash stuff. All right. Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young stuff. He actually does a cover of Hey Ya by Outkast. Does he really? <laughs> yeah. That I think you'd love. I would like that. That's a bunch of crap. <laughs> um, he does some uh, Miss Jackson and Roses. Yeah. When what? David Crosby sings, roses really smell like poo-poo. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it uh, really resonates, huh? Yeah. All and right. he did have a baby with Melissa Etheridge. He was the sperm donor for Melissa Etheridge's Ooh. baby. Oh, people don't know that. Yeah, I know. A lot um, of people don't know that. It's a fun fact. Incredible skills. I'll break and, dinner tonight. And Danny famously um, could do more drugs than anybody. At a time when everybody was doing a lot of drugs, he was the king. <laughs> he was the best he, he overdoser. Was the, he, was the, he, he didn't overdose until a long time later. <laughs> okay, got there it. There was a while there where he was a functional drug user of epic proportions. Oh, good for him. Yeah, so. So he probably had a lot of fun. On some level. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the level of uh, having fun doing drugs. All right, well. I'm looking forward to learning more about him. Yeah, yeah, but it killed him, Danny. He's dead now. He was 82. Yeah. I don't think he killed him. <laughs> I don't think he killed him. I think he survived really well and really strong. Uh, what do you make of the, this story that's out there? Um, it This feels like a Mike Florio creation. He created. He, he put out a headline. The NFL is floating the idea of neutral site conference championship games. And if you read the story, it's not like sourced reporting. It's just his interpretation of the press release that the NFL put out that said ah. uh, that said there is a spectacular ticket demand, 50,000 tickets sold in the first 24 hours for the hypothetical Bills Chiefs AFC Championship game. So this game is our boy Atlanta. Mike Florio's story? Yeah. Here. And, then, and then everyone is reacting. I saw that. Everyone is reacting to the... 
the the headline and the story and, and many people agreeing with Florio's interpretation and his point was basically like if they weren't putting this out there as a trial balloon, why release the I ticket see. the ticket data? See, this is so a, helpful to have actually you, read the article. To actually read the article. <laughs> yeah. Like like much like Ken Rosenthal famously told Mr. Sugar Penis, like read the column. Yeah, well so because it was interesting to me. So like he's saying and it's a, it's, a, it's a reasonable conclusion to make, by the way, but I feel like he's connecting the dots from A to C instead of A to B to C. He's yeah. saying, why would the NFL release ticket information for a game that isn't guaranteed to be played? Like, of course, sell the tickets I'll to prepare. I'll answer that. To, okay. You know why they did that? Because they're getting a lot of flack from every fan base and a lot of different corners about doing it this way. So they're trying to say, see, it's being well-received. I think it's as simple as that. Yeah, may, maybe. I also think some of the flack is ridiculous. Like, maybe, but, like, like but Joe they're responding being to like, the flack. Joe makes it be like, it's, it's disrespectful for them to be selling tickets to a game uh, in the AFC Championship game. Like, we've got to play them first. Dude, like, there's, there, there's, they asked for Shane's playoff tickets for the White Sox with a week left in the season. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like the, you, you don't, you have to sell these tickets ahead of time. Like they're selling AFC championship game tickets at Arrowhead too, in case the Bengals beat the bills. They don't sell tickets to 80,000 person venues in in a week. So it's just kind of how it works. But I will agree with the masses that neutral site conference championship games is a terrible idea. Like, Hor- horrendous idea. I mean, dude, if Florio's right, it's a terrible idea. I mean, there's nothing like that atmosphere. It's the it's the best home game atmosphere you could ever have in an NFL game. Correct. You're playing to go to the Super Bowl, and it rewards. It's another incentive to reward the regular season. Without a doubt, it's a huge game and a huge moment. And just like think about anything on that level before. The arbitrary, like the Super Bowl has oftentimes, frankly, a kind of a dead vibe until the game either becomes something or not during the course of a neutral zone activity like that. Whereas the conference championship is hot and heavy from the get go. Yeah, absolutely. And also, again, I disagree with Florio's premise. I don't believe they actually are considering it, Mm. but let's say they are considering it. It would be the height of short-sightedness to say, wow, we sold 50,000 tickets to a potential AFC championship game in Atlanta in 24 uh-huh. hours. Oh, yeah, what teams were those? The Chiefs and the Bills. Sure, sure, sure. Like, but- like two of the cra- – like, imagine if the Jaguars made the AFC title game and the neutral site game was in Cleveland. You wouldn't sell 50,000 tickets – to go see the Jaguar, you know what I mean? Like it's it's a it, these are two of the craziest fan yeah. bases in in the NFL. So are is the NFL getting a disproportionate amount of the proceeds of that neutral site game as opposed to a home playoff game that it might have been? Like is that I, a factor? Is this a sudden money maker that is presenting itself to the NFL? I think they the I, the cynics view of it would be that it would be an added moneymaker for a neutral site thing. And they, someone was, I read an article that like Lamar Hunt like floated the idea way back in the day, you know, 60 years ago of that those games should also be neutral site and Lamar Hunt, the creator of the Super Bowl. So like that it should have been both the fi- they should have had their own final four basically was his idea and make it two separate. Lamar Hunt. Does anything good ever come from Kansas City? You know what I mean? <laughs> like once it starts in Kansas City, it just it just goes straight to hell. Just saying. Will Shields pretty good. <laughs> but he didn't start there, but yeah, yeah. It's true. Made his name there. It's a good point. Yeah, but, it was good. But yeah, I so I also um Carrington Harrison. Pretty good. I think. 
I, Danny, <laughs> what football game are you looking forward to most this weekend? <laughs> I like Almond Joy. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm going to eat some Almond Joys and watch all four of those games. Uh, Danny, are you coming down here for Bears Chiefs next year? I hope so. I hope so. I, cer- I certainly What do. about the NFL draft? Is it going to be you and Ben Hassler? <laughs> uh, I think we decided yesterday... We're going to six different Bears road games. Is that right? All of them, I think. Uh, we're all going to a lot games, of them. Yeah. We're either driving or flying to all to Bear, all of Bears the Packers because Tanny's never been to Lambeau. Uh-huh. Bears Chiefs, so we can all go to Arrowhead and do a bunch of stuff in, in my old stomping grounds. Bears Saints, so we could party in New Orleans. Right, and Bears Vikings, and Bears so we can Vikings, scout. so we can scout the stadium. Yeah, I'm in. All right, I'm uh, I'm down. I think we got the budget for that. No, uh, <laughs> no, no. Oh, Jed. Just let me dream, all right? Well, if you would have shaved some off the top of that million-dollar deal, maybe we could have. I'm not you weren't so you greedy. You a million-dollar deal? <laughs> Tell me. in your negotiations. I don't take half. We'll, uh, we'll answer some <laughs> questions. Oh. What it- yeah, this is, you know. <laughs> all right, all right, We will answer some questions. Yep. But a little more Crosby. This is a music I don't know what's going on. You're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little more David Crosby since the birds... I mean, a founding member of the Birds, man. And Who's I love that? this so much. Listen to the 12-string guitars ring. Listen to the harmonies. As the king of harmony added to the electrical magic here with uh, Roger McGuinn. It's Parkinson Spiegel on 670 The Score. We'll answer your questions in a moment. Right here on The Score. Parkinson Spiegel Show. Been a long four hours. Afternoons on the score. Just one more thing, please. I thought you had a clock to punch. I do. I'm leaving right now. It's time for one last thing. Let's let someone else ask a couple questions. I just want to ask you. And then we'll come back to you. One question. How about that? Let's let everybody else and we'll come back to you. Ask any question. I just want to ask you. For anyone on the show. Then I can figure out who I want to answer to. I don't need your help with that. I just want to ask you. Does anyone else have another question first? I got a question. All right. I just want to ask you. Thank you. One question. One last thing with Parkinson Spiegel on 670 The Score. You text them and twitch them in. I got a theory that Shane doesn't even look at the text line and just favors the twitchers. I've got one from the text line today. You want me to start there? Oh, all right. Yeah, what do you got? From the 859, Danny, what's your average golf score between the old clubs and the new PXTs? So glad you started with the textures. Uh, I'm a low 90s player. I'd like to think that the PXGs helped a couple of strokes off the game. The biggest difference was the putter, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, And, but it's, it's tough to know because I also played more this past year. So the more you play, the better you get. But I love, I love the wedges, love the putter, the irons. Still getting the feel for the woods, if I'm being totally candid with you. But I love the PXGs. I hear that, man. Yeah. <laughs> The question was designed to me, Tammy. Thanks, thanks for being so candid. Yeah, well, you know, this is a sponsor. 
So I'm trying to be honest. Imagine him saying, oh, my game got worse with the PXG clubs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't say that. <laughs> but I got better, but I also played more. <laughs> was was there another we text? Was there another text that you had bookmarked that I did not see? Uh, nah. Shane, would you ever go play golf with Danny is a question from the text line. I have. Yeah, we have. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, it, it, Danny's an easy person to golf with if he's not critiquing Mark Grody's game and trying to get him to just skip holes because he can't keep up with us. Grody was very slow. Very bad. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I love Grody. Yeah, He's a wonderful man. Yeah, yep. but it Who was... really appreciated the fugitive t-shirt that he was given today as a birthday present. Right. Um, yeah, and Grody, I also gave him a full, really nice uh, white label Monte Cristo cigar. I brought cigars for all of us when we went, and he left it at one of the holes. Oh, yeah. yeah he just left it there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Put it down to tee off and just <laughs> forgot it there. He was a, it was a very casual vibe from Grody on the Cristo. I was like, dude, let's be got for him. We got people behind us. Good for him. On Twitch from, very appropriately, Johnny McTwitchy. What's one thing you've wanted to do on the show or any show that you've done that Mitch or another manager in a previous job shot down? Whoa. Something to do on the show. I, I don't know that Mitch has ever really shot something down, frankly. Like, we've done stuff, and then he's we've talked about it on the back end and maybe decided not to do it again or something like right, that. Right, because we just don't share it with him. <laughs> we can't shoot it down if we're not telling him what we're doing. I have right. thought for a while that it would be funny to do an impression contest of another host on the radio station. Ooh, yeah. I've got one locked away and right I, now. And I thought it would be very funny to have people come on as callers, and, and but apparently that's not a good idea. Yeah, it's because it's a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. But, but see, it shouldn't be a terrible idea. And yet but it people is. people here are soft. So but so we don't do it. Right. But I thought, I, and by the way, we could open it up to anybody. Do your best impression of anybody at the radio station. Right. You know, and like. That would I think I think it'd be funny to hear the audience do that. I've never really heard the one of me, by the way. I mean, I saw like the no. little one minute. Need direct. Oh, it's too bad. It's too bad. I, w- I wish I could be with you guys next week, but I'm going to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good football to talk about, but I won't be here. <laughs> I do that. I bang the table sometimes. You do. I do. Guilty. Yeah. No, it's just like. Sometimes I'm, I'm in, in a groove and you hit the table a little too hard. It throws me off. <laughs> They've got us nailed. Yeah, they really do. Yeah, they I mean, should. They should. I mean, if anybody should, it's they them. They listen yep. to us about 18, 18 and a half hours a week. It's just, it's just like, like we hear you often. Would you mind if I did a hit from Oaxaca? <laughs> <laughs> There's a small field there where the boys play our game, right? <laughs> we'll talk, talk a little baseball, babe. Oh, God. After the football game. So I'll be glad. having a, a birria taco. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm on a plane in the morning. <laughs> I don't even care where. I don't care where. Yeah, just just take off. Yeah, it's a plane away. Where are you going? Away. Yeah. I don't even care if it lands. Just leave here. Yeah, I'm not, if it doesn't land, that's fine. Just keep flying around. Refuel in the air. Whatever. Thank you to Will Shields and Dave Wanstead. They were our guests today. It was a tough three and a quarter show work week. Uh... For us, but you, you did four. I did. Four, four, I did four, did and, a four quarter. and a quarter shows. Anyway, thank you to the listeners as always. Thank you to the producers, and uh, you know, thank you to you, Danny. Yeah, Connor O'Donnell, Twitch chat, video stream, Shane Reed, an executive producer. Chris Tannehill makes it sound better than we are each and every day. Thanks to Jeff. Thanks to Jeff. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, big big part of the show today. Jeff, Max, Craig, love all those guys. <laughs>
For Matt Spiegel, I'm Danny Parkins. We are Parkins and Spiegel. This is the score. Thanks for knowing my name. You think Leftwich did a bad job this year? I'm trying to figure out. No, you can say what you want. I talk to people around the league. Okay, Jeff, I talk to, I'm sorry. I talk to people around the league. At the end, got away from us. So, no, that wasn't any fun. So, I don't think about that. That's, you know, what's next is for later. Not now, for me. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.